Well, today we're going to continue our series called Thankful. Say thankful. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 18, it is our uh, foundational scripture for this series. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. Say all circumstances. Yeah, be thankful in all circumstances for this. Say this. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So the will of God for us is to live and with an attitude of gratitude, practice thanks living, being thankful all the time for everything. Well, so far we've talked about being thankful for the cross, and we've talked about being thankful for hope. Today I want to address the subject of purpose. Say purpose. purpose. Being thankful for purpose. How many are thankful for purpose? I love what Corey Tinboom said. She said, the measure of a life is not in its duration, but in its donation. Do you believe that this morning? See, it's not necessarily how long that we live that determines our impact, but it, what matters is what we did with our life. You know, I think there are two kinds of people in this world. Some people enter a room with the attitude that shouts, here I am. Here I am, look at me, it's all about me, here I am. Other people enter a room with an attitude that says, there you are, there you are. Here's what I know, and that is a selfish life is a shallow life. A life lived with purpose, I believe, is a life lived with values that far exceed selfish ambition. Here's the problem, that is American values are being miscalculated today. But true value can't be calculated by the bottom line. I ask you today, who knows how to calculate the true value of purpose? And who has the right to say what the value of something actually is? Max Licato tells an incredible story that happened several years ago. He tells about a night where two men broke into a department store, but they didn't rob the store. They did something very unusual. They swapped the price tags around on all the merchandise. The value of each item was changed simply because of the new price tag attached to it. The craziest part of the story is what happened the next day. The store opened as usual, and it operated for four hours before anyone noticed anything. Some people got some really great bargains, and some people got ripped off. Valuable items became cheap, and cheap items became valuable simply because of the price tag that was placed on them. How about us? Are we being ripped off in life because our world has placed the wrong value on things? And I ask you this morning, what are our values? What are your values today? What what is it that you deem valuable? For me, purpose has great value. So I want to talk about purpose today, and I I want to suggest three things. The first thing that I want to talk about today, and I want to say this, and that is life without purpose is meaningless. Life without purpose 
is meaningless. Sure appreciate all the feedback I'm getting this morning. I'm just absolutely overwhelmed with it. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time, see if I can get some response. Life without purpose is meaningless. Here's what I believe. There's no meaning to life outside the maker of life. And I also believe this, and that is life is very mundane without the master. Now, it might take some time to discover this, but in time you will discover that it is true. Solomon describes such a life in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Let me read what he, what he said, life without God is like. He said, he said in verse 1, he said, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief time in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labor. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. I asked you this morning, who wants to live life like this? And yet most people do. Most people do. I believe there's no meaning to life outside of the maker of life. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, Jesus said, life is not measured by how much you owned. Well, for most people, the problem is not with how much they own, but with how much stuff owns them. Well, here's what we need to understand. That is, God is the master craftsman of our life. Do you believe that this morning? God is the master craftsman of our life. I love Psalm uh, 139 and verse 14. Oh, the psalmist writer writes and says, thank you. He's talking to God. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Here's what I know, and that is we did not come off on an assembly line. God didn't set up a mold and then mass produce us all alike. Every person is unique. We are all custom made. We are all individuals with a different and a specific 
purpose. I believe that one of the reasons why so many are unhappy today is because they're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. They're trying to fit into a life that God never designed for them. They're trying to please man when they were created to please God. So I believe that life without purpose is meaningless. The second thing I want to say today, and that is this, life with purpose is meaningful. Now please understand that I'm I'm referring to the purpose that God has for us. So when I talk about finding your purpose, what I'm really saying is find God's purpose for you. Now, here's what I believe this morning. That is fulfillment comes to those who are doing what they were meant to do. Fulfillment comes to those who are doing what they were meant to do. Now, when I say fulfillment, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying mere human happiness. That's, that's not, it might contain that, but that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm not saying that every day is going to be like a, like a trip to Disney World. I'm not saying that every day is going to be an up day. Every day is going to be better than the day before. I am saying that people who discover and then pursue their life's purpose will find much more happiness and find much more fulfillment than those who don't. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, he says, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. He says, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether that situation is good or whether it is bad. Whether I have much or whether I have little. He said, I can do anything and I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I believe that Paul lived a fulfilling life because he lived a purposeful life. Well, here's what I also believe this morning. That is life lived with a mission is a life well lived. Life lived with a mission is a life well lived. Live. Guess what? We leave it all behind when we die. Did you know that? Somebody said, I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. I mean, you know, I mean, we leave it all. I mean, we might have a lot or we might have a little, but we leave all that we have behind. So I ask you this morning, are, are we living our lives for money or are we living for a mission? And our mission should be as simple as pleasing our master. That's the mission that you need to do, have in your life. It's simply to please the master. Now, I may go about it a different way than you do. I may have, a, and I will have a different direction to take in my life than you. But at the end of the day, the mission that we have in life is simply to please the master. So that when we live this life and we stand before him on judgment day, we hear the commendation from him, well done, good and faithful servant. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, Jesus tells the story about a master who called his servants together. And the Bible says he called these three servants together, and he gave each one of these servants a different amount of money. Now, you could look at that, and you would say, this man is not being fair, that this man, you know, is being better to this one and this one than he is to this one. But no, 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 no. The Bible goes on to say that he gave these three men what he gave them. He gave it to them according to their ability or according under their capacity of, uh, uh, that, that each one individually had. 
See, we look at somebody else and we might want their life. We want, might want their ministry. We might want, you know, their position. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is they have the capacity for five and we only have the capacity for two. And because God loves us, he doesn't put us in a place where we do not have the capacity for. It's not that God's being better to them than he is to us. It's that God loves us and cares for us, and he knows what our abilities are. He knows what our capacity is. That's why every day I ask the Lord to stretch my capacity. Amen? Stretch our capacity, Lord. Well, you know the story. The master went away for a while, and when he returned, he called each one of these three servants in, and he asked them, what did you do with what I gave you? I gave you five talents. I gave you two talents. I gave you one. What did you do with what I gave you? Exactly what the Lord is going to say to us when we stand before him on the judgment day. At the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to ask us, what did you do with what I gave you? Well, you know the story, the two servants who chose to try and please their master by working hard and doing what they could with what he gave them, they were given a, co- a commendation by their master. Well done, well done, good job, guys, thank you, guys. You did what I wanted you to do. Well done, good and faithful servant, the master said to them. But the one who chose to live life without purpose, you know, he dug a hole and he buried the one talent that he had been given. He chose to live life without purpose. He chose to live a life of self-pity, playing the life's not fair game. Oh, life's not fair. He gets five. He gets two. I just get this one measly Talent, And so he lives without purpose, living in self-pity, playing the life's not fair card, oh, singing the, 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 singing the they got more than me song. The Bible says this one received condemnation from the master. I ask us today, how are we living our lives? Are we living in misery or are we living with a mission? I believe life lived, life lived with a mission is a life well lived. All right, we've said that life without purpose is meaningless. We've said life with purpose is meaningful. Now let me help you with this. Because we hear a lot about purpose, and I preach a lot about purpose. I know, don't send me an email. I know I preach about purpose a lot. It's my purpose in life to preach about purpose. And when you get it, I'll stop. Hello? Let me help you with this. The third point today is this. Purpose doesn't have to be a mystery. Purpose doesn't have to be a mystery. People make finding their purpose in life far too difficult. It's just for pastors and evangelists and missionaries. They did oh, purpose. They make it some mystical, unknowable, grandiose thing when actually it's very simple. Very simple. The reason why you can't find your purpose is because you're making it too hard. Making it too hard. Most of you are probably already living your purpose. You may not have acknowledged it, but most of you are. I personally believe, I say personally believe, that you can discover your purpose by asking yourself these three simple questions. The first question you need to ask yourself if you're going to discover your purpose is this. Who are the main people in my life? I thought I was trying to find my purpose. You are. 
You are. So ask yourself, who are the main people in my life? Who are my parents? Who are my siblings? Who's my spouse? Who's my my children? Who's my grandchildren? Who's my closest friends? Who are the main people in my life? Pastor, do you know what your purpose in life is? Absolutely. Absolutely. My purpose in life includes being the foundation of my family. To be the consistent one, the reliable one, the dependable one. To be a faithful and loyal husband, that's part of my purpose. To be a role model for my kids and grandkids, that's part of my purpose. To be a cheerleader for my friends, part of my purpose. Purpose doesn't have to be a mystery. Your purpose begins with the main people in your life. Be to them and for them what they need you to be. Second question you need to ask if you're going to discover your purpose is this. What motivates me? What motivates me? What makes me happy? What makes me sad? What angers me? What gets me all stirred up, riled up? What do I have a passion for? What would I do even if I didn't get paid to do it? Well, for me, it's preaching. And I've done a whole lot of preaching for free, I'll tell you. I tell people, don't pay me what I'm worth. Pay me what I need. I can't live on what I'm worth. I'd preach if I wasn't getting paid to preach. When I no longer get paid to preach, I'm still going to preach somewhere. Praise God for the Internet. Anybody can preach on the Internet now. Pastoring. Problem solving. Don't tell me it can't be done. Don't tell me the situation is too far gone. Don't you tell me that. Give me the church that others have given up on. Because I like a challenge. (laughs) Now, I liked it a lot more when I was younger. I have a passion for healing hurting people. Recognize that the last 30 plus years of my ministry that God sends me people that are bruised and beat up and hurt and disillusioned and people that have lost faith in ministers and pastors and lost faith in church. And more often than not, God sends me those kinds of people. I have a passion for for healing hurting people. I have a passion for raising funds for missions. Did you know that? <laughs> That's why I turn you upside down and shake every dollar I can out of you. And when we get to heaven, I promise you, you're going to be glad I did. You're not one person going to criticize me when we get to heaven about the money I shook out of you for missions. You're going to have rewards you never would have had if you had never met me. 
I had a preacher, or I had a, a, a man in my church years ago after I, when I was leaving the church there, he told me, he told me, he said, Pastor, he said, he said, now don't you go to that next place and get all nicey. It's the words he said. Don't you dare go to that next place and get all nicey. He said, you just be you. And he said, you keep challenging people to give and, and, and tithe and give and give to missions. He said, I promise you, I promise you, they'll, they'll thank you when they get to heaven. Don't you, don't you start getting all nicey. So how many believe I, I, I listened to it, right? I haven't got all nicey. Have a passion for healing hurting people, raising funds for missions. Have a passion for helping young pastors. I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. I've already lived what they're living. I can help them. Have a passion for helping struggling pastors. Purpose doesn't have to be a mystery. What motivates you? What motivates you? What are you passionate about? God gave you this passion for a reason. Your purpose can be found in your passion. Third question you need to ask yourself today if you're going to discover your purpose is this, and that is where do your major strengths lie? Where do your major strengths lie? My major strengths are confidence and leadership. I've always been a leader. Student council president, captain of the football team, a lead pastor at 17 years old. Who does that? Crazy, confident people. (laughs) God has used my confidence and strong leadership to take on assignments others were not willing to take on. I'm not saying this to make myself look good. I'm simply making a point. Because now I talk about some negative things. My strengths sometimes cause me to be misunderstood. My strength sometimes calls me to become criticized. I can be overbearing. Hello? I can be overbearing sometimes. I, I'm told I, I, I'm, I'm intimidating. I can't tell you how many times people have told me or it's come back to me, you're intimidating. Me? I'm sweet. I'm gentle. I honestly don't intend to be intimidating. I I don't intend to be. It just comes out. I've been called a bulldog. But as I've said many, many times, the assignments that God has given to me over my years of ministry required a bulldog to get the job done. A basset hound couldn't get it done. Purpose doesn't have to be a mystery. Where do your major strengths lie? What, what, is your, what is your personality? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are your abilities? Match these to what you invest your time in. Your life's purpose will lie within the major strengths that God has given you. He gave them to you for a purpose. He gave them to you for a purpose. His purpose 
for you. The takeaway of the message today is this. A purposeful life is a motivated life. A purposeful life is a motivated life. A purposeful life is a maximized life. A purposeful life is a memorable life. Father, I thank you for this word today. Lord, not my word, but the word, the true word of God. In this somehow, uh, Lord, the true word of God. I pray that you will use it today, Father. You will use it today. God, I am so grateful and thankful, Lord, that you've allowed me to live life on purpose. I pray you'll help us today, Lord, to Lord, to encourage people to discover your purpose for their life. And most of them have already, are already involved in it. They just need to recognize it and be grateful and be thankful for it.